This is Engage, a series for women in agribusiness from the Red River Farm Network. The series highlights leadership, career successes, and work-life priorities. This podcast is presented by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. We're talking with University of Minnesota Extension Dean Bev Durgan today. Bev, thanks for taking time to be on the Engage podcast. So we're talking about careers and leadership, and to get us started, You've been leading University of Minnesota Extension for about 15 years or so. Tell us, how did you get to this stage in, in of leadership and, and career? I have been, as you said, Dean, for 15 years. It, um, it's hard to believe that it's been that long, but it um, has been a great opportunity for me to be able to uh, provide leadership for Extension. I have, um, have a long history in working with Extension, I grew up um, in 4-H, so I um, knew Extension as a 4-H'er. When I went to graduate school at North Dakota State University, my advisor uh, had an Extension appointment, and so I had an opportunity to learn about uh, Extension at the university, at a university land grant, and what that means working with farmers. And actually, uh, his appointment was a joint appointment with North Dakota and Minnesota. So I was able to really learn more about extension then. So it has just really been a pleasure for me to have the opportunity to be part of the University of Minnesota and then especially extension. That program itself has changed quite a bit um, from what that initially was to my understanding to what extension is now. A lot of consolidation. Extension programs don't look like they did you know, 15, 20 years ago. No, and I became Dean of Extension right after Extension went through a major reorganization of changing from uh, just county offices to regional offices. And, you know, that was a major change for Extension, and many other states have now followed uh, Minnesota's lead. But it was difficult. It was difficult to not have... Um, especially an ag agent in every county and working directly with counties. But, you know, what I found when I became Dean of Extension and and working through these changes is that uh, organizations have to change. Just like farming has changed, farmers, ranchers have to change um, and be flexible, and that's what Extension has had to be. And so one of the things that I've made sure of and uh, with Extension is that we stay true to our mission And our mission is really serving Minnesota and making sure that we are providing the information that people need. So, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in a county office, but it does matter that we're serving everybody that wants our um, research and our information in in every county. What's it like to lead extension through the COVID-19 pandemic? You know, it, it is very interesting. It, um, you know, has really changed our educational model. Extension has always been flexible. You know, a lot of our faculty and educators spend a lot of time on the road doing programs, so they're not in the office uh, as, you know, nine-to-five jobs. But going totally from home, working from home, no face-to-face meetings has been a challenge. But I think it's also been a great opportunity. We are using technology like we never have before. And we're reaching audiences that we never have before. And so I think up till now that uh, we're doing great. But it is being a challenge. You know, as an extension, it's, it's not just agriculture that I'm leading. It's also a program that's very close to my heart, 4-H. 
and not having face-to-face 4-H programs, trying to work through the lack of county fairs, trying to give opportunities for our Minnesota youth who also, you know, were not going to school that are missing that fair experience. You know, it's, it's tough emotionally, um, but it's also a challenge to try to think about how we can keep engaged with our 4-Hers and others in extension programs. And I think the great thing about extension and uh, being part of it is that people are very creative and just trying to think again, you know, how do we make sure that we're reaching the needs of the state? So um, it has not been boring, let me tell you that. (laughs) Well, (laughs) what happens when things get, quote unquote, back to normal? Um, You know, how do you think extension changes? How does any of this that's happening now stay? Do we really know yet? How do you plan? Yeah, I don't like the new normal, but I think there's going to be changes. I think that um, many of our faculty and educators have had success using technology, and so I think we're going to really look at it as a mixed model. There are still going to be face-to-face meetings. We're still going to be meeting one-on-one, but I think there's also opportunities to continue to use technology, Zoom calls, um, other things where people are getting their education. And I think that um, Zoom podcasts um, only enhance the work that we can do. And so I think we'll continue to do both. And I think we also have found out is that, you know, people are very busy. And uh, traveling a half hour, an hour to a meeting, you know, for an hour meeting and traveling back is that where they could, you know, do some of it or get some of the information beforehand or have less meetings. I think people are getting used to that idea. And I think that that many people are used to using technology now, more so than when we went through the transition. So I think we're going to continue to see this mixed model of in-person and online. Bev, did you set out your sights on being the dean of uh, extension? You were an agronomist for many years with the extension program. How How did you get to this leadership position? Yeah, so I started at the University of Minnesota um, as an agronomist, a weed scientist, uh, actually. And so that was an extension research and teaching position. After I uh, was in um, that role for about 15 years, 10 years, that um, I did have an opportunity to work with a fabulous dean that um, he thought that I needed to be thinking about what was the next uh, step in my career, and he offered me a position, a 50% time position as an assistant dean in what was then the College of Agriculture, and so I kind of came into administration to see what it was like. I went back to be a faculty member. He brought me back in as another interim role. I went back to be a faculty member, so I was uh, one of these reluctant administrators who wanted to to see what it was like, but also wanted to do my faculty job. So I think one of the things that I have been very fortunate about is in my career is I've had some great mentors, um, other deans um, that I worked for that really helped me think about what it meant to be an administrator and how you could still um, do the work that you want to do in extension and then also to really lead the organization to make sure we're, we're really doing the mission that we're supposed to be doing in the state. Do you have a specific example, one uh, mentor that you really um, still think about often and some of your experiences with that individual? Well, I think there's two. One uh, was my father, but I would say my parents. 
you know, I grew up on a farm ranch in uh, southeast Montana, and my parents were full partners in the ranch, and the farm made decisions together. I grew up with two brothers and a sister, and my dad made sure that we all had opportunities to do what we wanted to on the farm. And, um, you know, there were really no barriers around that. And so, you know, being a female in agriculture when I went to school and also once I took this job, just knowing that um, my father and my mother, again, were full partners, I think that that just showed me that um, women really do have a place in agriculture. And then second was um, the dean that his name was Mike Martin. Some people probably remember him. He's the dean of the College of Agriculture that gave me my first char- uh, chance in administration and really talked to me about how, you know, you can be an administrator and still be able to do the work that you were passionate about. You know, when I was an, uh, became an agronomist, that I could still do that but also uh, have an opportunity in leadership. And you talk about the um, uh, being able to do things that you love and not have to compromise. How do you prioritize your time in, in working in your administrative role and, and still working in research? Because you still do a little bit of research, I think, in particular in the Crookston area for sure. Right. And, you know, I think it all comes down to priorities and doing what you love to do and what your passion is is I became a faculty member uh, as part of University of Minnesota because, one, I love research, but I also love research because it can help to solve problems and answer questions. So working with the farmers in northwest Minnesota uh, has just been really a pleasure for me. Uh, They really accepted me as probably one of the first female faculty members that they worked with in agriculture, and so that uh, has always been a pleasure for me. And so that's been a priority for me is that I want to do that. I want to work with farmers. I want to make sure that I can help them uh, make decisions that they need to make in some of their cropping systems. I also love to teach, and I still do teach an undergraduate course. And so that is something that is, for me, is just a pleasure to do. So I don't find it as just one more thing on top of my administrative role. And then my administrative role also is, is challenging. There's lots of things that you have to do, but it also is a way to really help others to an extension to meet their potential. So all of those jobs I do uh, right now are a little bit different, but they're things that um, I just find so interesting. It's so diverse. It's never the same thing every day, and that is really what uh, makes it a great challenge and just a pleasure to do, really. How have things changed in the time that you've been at Extension? I know there's a lot of women working with farmers and growers, and they're experts. They're doing great things. Oh, absolutely. It has really changed. When I uh, first started at the University of Minnesota, I, as an undergraduate instructor, I was uh, one of the first female uh, faculty members in the College of Ag that many of these students had. And there were very few females in my courses. Now, they're in the College of Agriculture, 60% of the undergraduates are female. In extension right now, in, um, especially in agriculture, it is um, around 60% of our faculty and our educators are female. So it has really changed from the time that I started here at the University of Minnesota, and it's continuing to change, and I think that it is 
great, the diversity that we see with having more females um, in the faculty are great. I think they are great role models for many of our young women coming up through agriculture. And I think that females within the classroom and in extension give a nice balance to the work that we're doing. What's been the most significant barrier in your career? I think the most significant barrier that um, I had in my career was being a female faculty member in a all-male faculty. I think that it was uh, difficult for fac- my fellow faculty members to really figure out um, how that was going to work. And, you know, it, did, it really didn't take, you know, that much to get that figured out. But I think it was just very difficult. And I think also to one of the things that um, I had a lot of opportunities when I first came to the University of Minnesota and um, had lots of opportunities for uh, professional development, to serve on many committees. And I think, um, you know, as one of the few females in the college is that uh, we were expected to spend a lot of time in service as well as doing our research and extension and teaching. And, you know, I'm glad that that has changed now because that um, that has been, that was quite onerous to do that. And I think now one of the things that we're seeing, and I think it's important as myself as a leader, is that uh, now that we have more females in agriculture, we also are seeing more, um, you know, others, um, you know, people of color in um, agriculture, and many of them are being asked to do a number of things to to serve on committees and others as we're talking about diversity and inclusion. And so I think we have to have that balance of it's really everybody's work to uh, do some of this work, and it's not just on, you know, um, a few people to really do the work of diversity, inclusion, equity, whether it is uh, with our faculty of color or with our female faculty. Is extension where they need to be at in, in those discussions? Oh, I think there's um, lots of opportunities for growth. So I think we've made great strides in the number of women that are in agriculture. I think we we need to make, um, you know, additional strides in just our uh, diversity of our workforce and um, because we know that the that diversity is changing and throughout Minnesota so we're seeing many more minorities uh, you know small towns are changing and extension needs to be able to be thinking about what that means um, as we develop our educational programs and it, you have to make sure that we're as diverse as the audience that we are serving are diverse. And so it's a conversation that we're having in extension, and it's, a conversa- it's an important conversation because it's part of our growth as an organization to make sure that we're adapting to the changes in Minnesota. What advice do you have for the next generation of female leaders? Well, I think um, what I have found and what has been very helpful to me is, one, especially in agriculture and the science discipline is to make sure that um, you have as much background as you do to be really strong in your science because that's very important. And the next is, you know, I mentioned before, is if a mentor doesn't um, identify themselves to you is to look for mentors because um, I think it's just very important to, to have somebody to really talk about as you're navigating your career. And, um, you know, I didn't ever, when I first went to college, uh, you know, my plan was not to be, 
to get a PhD in agronomy and be a faculty member. But I had mentors all along the way that helped me kind of plan my career out. And I think also is that you also have to just take the chance when the opportunity comes to you is that uh, when Mike Martin, uh, Dean Martin asked me if I wanted this um, kind of an administrative training position, I was like, no, I'm happy where I am. But being able to take that, that next step and looking at other opportunities is important. So being good in your discipline, uh, being flexible, getting mentors, getting a good mentors, and being able to take those opportunities when they uh, come to you are very important. Once again, we've been visiting with University of Minnesota Extension Dean Bev Durgan. Engage, a series for women in agribusiness, is presented by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Check out more episodes by visiting rrfn.com and listening anywhere you get your podcasts. I'm Kara Hart for the Red River Farm Network.